All right, y'all. Welcome back to the third episode of Loud as Love. My name is Lauren Darcy. I am here with my friend Kim. Hello. Hi. And we are going to talk about the Spice Girls. My first concert. Your yes. first concert. Uh, I was definitely only invited along because... Where was this? In California? This is in California. This Where you're was, from. Mm-hmm, in San Bernardino specifically. It was okay. this big pavilion kind of venue okay. uh, out in the middle of the desert area. Okay. Um, and it was called the Blockbuster Pavilion, and then it became the Verizon Pavilion, oh. and then State Farm Pavilion. Like, it's one of those places that whoever's paying the bills gets the name. Gets to name it, right. Um, so this was in San Bernardino, California? Yes. Southern this is the California. same place where uh, Punk's Not Dead Fest or whatever was held. I don't know. In like 2014. It was some like big like punk rock fest. I have no idea. Everyone from all the country was just like, where the fuck is San Bernardino? Yeah. The only thing that I know is when we were young fest and it bothers me because it's just like a very expensive warp tour. Yes. And I'm like, you need to stop with this. I am very excited to see how that ends up. Cause Wait, are you going? No. Oh, my I'm Lord. I'm just on the sidelines waiting because I think it's going to be like an emo fire fest. That's what I said. I was like, it's going to be emo fire fest. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but we went to this concert and I only went because it was a gift for my sister and her friends. So, of course, I got to take the little sister along. I'm four okay. years younger. Um, and I glow sticks, you know, camis with little, little daisy flowers on them, oh like super 90s. Uh, and it was a blast. And I didn't really know what was going on. Right. I didn't really know the Spice Girls that well. But then I got really into them after that. That's awesome. Um, and started getting really into Spice World. And, you know, who's you know, your like, favorite Spice Girl? Oh, Mine scary. was scary. Me too. Hell yeah. Scary Spice she's all the way. She's, and the she's so talented. Yes. So talented. Um, Hi, Scary Spice, if you're listening to this, we love you. We love you so much. We love you so much for this. Uh, um, and then yes. after that, after Spice Girls was NSYNC, and then after NSYNC was Backstreet Boys. Yeah, both. I'm an NSYNCer too, bro. So I don't do Backstreet Boys. I, I do NSYNC. I was, a, I was a 50-50 person. Were you? But no. That's, I'm also like a bisexual no, no. switch, so <laughs> I don't make any decisions for myself. <laughs> I don't make any decisions. Daddy tells me what to do. Here on Loud as Love. Yeah. Daddy, Daddy gonna issues. tell you what to do. Uh, Lauren Darcy will tell you what not to do. Mm. But until then, well, uh, anyhow. You just do on. the opposite of both of them. <laughs> uh, and so my first concert, like, yeah, my first three concerts were huge pavilion shows. And I was very little. And I was like, this is awesome. This is great. And then my first... Uh, all ages punk show that I went to because after that like I don't really do a lot of concerts because my parents were like well now you, you should start paying for them yourselves with like doing chores and yada yada and right. I hate chores so I was like fuck that what concert did you pay for that was like really expensive or like really important to you and you had uh, to like mow the lawn a hundred times for this Green Day's American Idiot tour uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. oh absolutely oh. I fucking love Green Day yes um, oh, yeah. And that was one that my parents paid for one ticket. One ticket. And I had to pay for the other ticket, but really, um, they paid for two tickets and I paid for one because I got to bring a friend. Oh, cool. Um, and they were super nice about that, but that was one that, like, I. Really, what did you ask for? Uh, yes. That's I awesome. tried very hard to, to get tickets to that. That's awesome. Um, what did they play? Obviously, they played American Idiot, but what up? Um, so, Jimmy Eat World <gasps> and. Dropkick Murphys oh. opened, yeah. and I was super excited because, like, I knew both of them, and I, mean, I was, both of them. I was just like, "Oh, I know all the bands playing. This is great!" 
And um, so I was under the impression that they were going to play American Idiot and then play some of their older hits, you know, because I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a Nimrod fan myself. Yeah. I think Nimrod is my favorite album. That's my mom's favorite album. It's great. Uh, that's, a, that's one that's cover to cover, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And they played a good mix, but they didn't play any of my favorite songs. Boo. And it was when I started to realize that I liked the deep cuts, and I was going to be that person where... You were going to be that. <laughs> Their first three be... albums were amazing! <laughs> And I don't know when Yeah. Um, right. And so, like, that was that was the biggest show that I ever paid for. And now I realize that, like, the the smaller shows, the intimate shows, are really where I prefer to go. My first all-ages show was at the Knitting Factory in L.A. <laughs> to see Calibres. Okay. Because I got my start in horror punk. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah, so Calibri's, my sister's boyfriend's band at the time, Order of the Fly, that I started going to all of their smaller shows in San Bernardino. There you go. Um, and then I think one other band, but I, I sold the ticket stub somewhere. But <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't tell you that third band. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I went my first pit. I was like, what are they doing? And my sister was like, don't go in there. It's, it's, just don't go yeah. in there. I'm going to go. Yeah, right. she was dating a band member. She wasn't there for the show. You right. know, she was, it wasn't her scene. And so I, like, force my way in there, and I come out with, like, a bloody nose. Like, like this is so much fun. Like, you the broke adri- your nose? I didn't break my nose. Some, okay. like, bigger dude just kind of, like, you. in the pit. And I was, like, oh, a certain bam! height level mm-hmm. boxed me in the face, face. And I was, like, just barely dripping. And I was, like, having the time of my fucking life. life. Like, realizing that, like, this is an adrenaline rush. Right. I'm having so much fun. I didn't feel the pain. And I came out, and my right. sister was freaking out because... I'm supposed to be taking care of you. Mom's going to kill me, you know? Um, and that was the start of, like, no, I take it back. I saw a tweet the other day, and it kind of fucked me up. Where well, what did you see the other day? A tweet, like a Twitter. A tweet, like a Twitter, okay. And a it Twitter. said, um, I used to think I was always moved going to, like, large church services, and then I realized I just like live music. And I went, <laughs> that was me. I loved going to church camp because it was, like, camping and concerts, two of my favorite things. Really? Mine is the Jesus part. I never did the Jesus part, but you I loved the You went to Jesus camp. I went to church camp every summer of my life. Till how, how old? 19. Holy shit. I also got finger affected the first time at church camp. So well, I, I went for different reasons. <laughs> you know, there's I that. I, I didn't do the Jesus part, but I did. Right. But I got the holier a, than thou, I holy, guess. Right. You know, I got to know God, if you know what so, I mean. Yeah, you got to scream that out a hundred times. Um, oh, God, oh, God, I, could, oh God, I could take you in New Mexico. I could take you to the rock that I got finger blasted on for the first time. <laughs> I took a, of- a bunch of peyote in New Mexico. <laughs> And I went to go visit colleges there, and I had a scholarship to go teach sculpture, <laughs> and screwed it up entirely because I was scared, and it wasn't New York City, and I had the opportunity to be a college professor and blew it, blew it, self sabotage for the capital S, blew it, and I went to a punk show on an Indian reservation in New Mexico, okay. and it was the purest thing I've ever seen. Because they were singing about their community and what is happening in their experience. And it was amazing. And I'll never forget the color of the floor. It was like Beetlejuice green and black. But it was like really big, like pizza parlor checkered. 
and I remember obviously I'm on a shit ton of drugs and I'm staring at the floor and I'm like looking at the band and somebody is playing basketball behind the band so it's very like Fugazi where they're like playing in the middle, in, in the middle of this thing but I don't know why basketball was there but it was like a friend of the band playing basketball as they were doing their set and I was like this is for me this is for me as long as I'm here I will be okay Hell yeah. you know and they were really nice to me and they were really accepting and obviously you know I was very pale faced yeah. and very not remind me to send you an Instagram page for a newly formed indigenous punk band okay and I just started listening to them. They're fucking fantastic. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So enough about me. Uh, so yeah, my first punk show happened. And that's when I realized like the, the smaller intimate shows was right. like where I wanted to be. Right. And Why'd uh, you want to be there? Because in the bigger shows, you were still like an individual in a mass of yeah, s- like because no one knew anyone. Yeah, like you, you have to go to your seat. Like I'm B24 in section right. number five. That's a good you point. know. Whereas the smaller shows, you pay the door for you go in and like you're like, oh, hey, what's up? Well, hey, you little buddy. Right. You know, you reconnect, you rekindle. Right. And I started making friends going to these shows right. and getting to uh, know what's going on in the scene and uh-huh. seeing more local bands and. The reason I couldn't really pinpoint a reason why it meant so much to me, but it just like it was just internal. I wanted more of it. I craved more of it. Right. Um, it got me out of the house. It got me. Um, it got me laid. You know. Right. Was, you know. After, after a certain age. After a certain um, age. Right. And trying to figure out what show changed my life, I can't pinpoint. Of course anything. not. No. But, but if I trace back all the shows I've gone to. Uh huh. Every show I went to has morphed my life into what it is now. Like, I wouldn't be in Texas. Right. I wouldn't be married to my husband. Right. I wouldn't be doing what I do or loving what I love. I wouldn't have started Ask a Punk if it weren't for the DIY community scene. Right. Because I started going to this venue and it shut down. I started going to another venue. And then I moved out to Pittsburgh and started going to smaller shows out there mm-hmm. and then coming back out. Okay. So I can tell you little stories. Okay. Uh, I lived in Pittsburgh for a couple of years between 2012 and 2014 okay. uh, for school, and right. it was just south of Pittsburgh, so we had to drive into town every weekend to go to shows. Cause, Art school? Uh, I went to Tom Savini's special effects makeup school. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those chodes. I know about seven people that went to that damn yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, don't ever go. No one don't, ever. Don't of course go. not. No. Don't go. It's no. not worth it. If you have questions, ask me. I went to thousands of dollars of debt to learn this shit that I don't even do. Right. You know. Of course. Um, but yeah, I was, went to the show at 31st Street Pub that doesn't exist anymore. And, and this was in Pittsburgh? This was in Pittsburgh. Is it like the downtown? It was the downtown area. It was under a bridge. You know, okay. City Ooh. of Bridges. Wow. Rivals, I guess. Okay. You know, what, what I don't know. Bridge City, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. I haven't been to Pittsburgh in a long time. But uh, I went to college in Philly. Yeah, it, great. We went to the show, and it was to see my friend's band, Stellar Corpses, from Northern California. Yeah. So I'm in Pittsburgh, right. seeing my friend's band from Northern California, right. Santa Barbara area ish, right. um, and I'm wearing my vest with my friend's band's back patch ordered the fly huge okay. back patch on huge. my vest right and this random dude comes up to me oh, and he's no. like where did you get your fucking back patch and i went they gave it to me they're my friends i got one of the first like 20 or so that they right. made right and he was like what i love them they never fucking play here how do you know them and i was like 
I've been going to their studio space since I was 13. I have this tattoo here because of them. Right. The drummer did it in the guitarist's garage, you know, that kind of background. Right. Um, and we're still Facebook friends to this day That's because I, I told him that I would go back home and get a backpatch and mail it to him, and I did. Ah. And he was like forever thankful. And I was like, I'm in a city I'm not from, seeing a band that's on tour that is from California, and this dude who's actually from Jersey right. was complimenting my backpatch and asking where he could get Jersey. it. And where in like, Jersey? Um, oh, I don't know. Where you don't he's know. Because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm familiar with the New Jersey. You probably told me at one point, but I'm not familiar with Jersey. I'm very. So like instances like that, where like you go to any punk show and there's some form of connection to someone else at that show. Right. You don't always find it out. You don't always no. meet someone who's like, wait, no, your mom's Deborah. That's weird. My aunt Deborah. Whoa, we're cut. You know, you don't always get those intimate kind of things. Right. Um, and then like even the getting out of the more horror punk kind of stuff and getting more into the pop punk okay. and also like I don't really fuck with street punks because the crowd not great uh, not in fact great. I went to go see Starving Wolves the other day because my roommate's the drummer uh, and I was super proud I like brought my camera and I'm filming him uh, like the mom from Mean Girls like I was so proud soccer mom soccer but mom the soccer entire mom. time like I made sure to wear like the least looking fucking punk thing I owned right. because fuck street punks they're gonna come up to you and look at you like you don't fucking belong and be like, oh really? Because I know the fucking bartenders that work here at this venue. Right. Because I've been playing here and coming here for years. Right. You can name everyone in this room because y'all don't fucking come to any other shows. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know. I don't even bother. I'm like, you know, like you're gonna put your foot all the way on that gas and run out. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, you stay out of my way, I stay out of your way. I don't care. <laughs> I am retired ergo I don't care yeah you know <laughs> and then That's what I said. moving back to California and getting back involved in the, the DIY scene out there and, and you're Southern California right yeah, okay California. so you're LA basically LA just outside of LA. LA have you ever been to Gilman Street oh I've been to Gilman Street a couple of times yeah um I've done which is many. northern California yeah it's right. Berkeley area okay. well it is Berkeley right um and I've definitely drank many a box wines on the, sh the curb outside because they don't let you drink inside it's a sober spot yes. no, they do but not. they say just do whatever you want on that corner right. if you're doing drugs go to the back corner right don't be a shithead when you enter the space and it's all good and, and i'm it, like right. that's what i want to hear that's what know? i want to hear professionalism <laughs> and respect yeah. like respect the sober space right. because they're giving you your fucked up space go to the fucked up space go to the know? right that's what i said um, so what was your favorite venue in southern california um, i don't know anything about it the only thing i know is like la and botox so and like rodeo drive most of my, <laughs> my adolescence was definitely in san Bernardino, and okay. there is one spot where I made so many friends and it, we, it was just a warehouse space. Someone rented out a couple of months uh, until the cops shut us down yeah, and the landlord got wise and they just called it the venue. And That's it was awesome. one of those spaces that would move every time and you had to get the address. Isn't social distortion from San Bernardino, California? Social distortion is from Southern California, but I don't, don't think it's know. San Bernardino. Because there's some band but, that is from San Bernardino that's famous, and I can't remember the band. The band Green Asians and Ham are from San Bernardino, and they had one hit called San Bernardino, but they did not make it big, and you can't find their song anywhere. No, not there, because uh, I don't know who the hell that is. Riverside, um, which is right, like a sister city next to San Bernardino. Right. Isn't the band Alistair from San Bernardino, California? I don't know. I have to look that up. Hey, Google. You know, no, I'm not going to yeah. do it now, but you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, just... Um, shit like that. Yeah. Is, is what I, I... I'm always like, isn't there some band from some place in California that sounds really all familiar? Over. All of them. Yeah, all, all over. Them. All right. So, we're in Austin, Texas now. How I did you end it. up here? Um, so... That starts at VLHS, another small DIY venue in SoCal. Okay. Um, where that was one of the places where they would post shows, and you had to ask a, ask a punk for the address. And there was a little warehouse space with the half, uh, a, a, a half pipe skate ramp right. in the back. Right. Um, and I started going to shows there, and I started making friends there. Right. And then one of the bands, DFMK from Tijuana. Um, I was talking to Tijuana, Mexico. From Tijuana, Mexico. Oh no shit. Um, and they played a lot of SoCal shows because they like. They're it's from close. Tijuana, but sure. they also lived in Southern California. Yeah. Like and I was talking to Jorge one day, and he's like, hey, we're playing a festival this weekend in San Diego uh, called Los Galera Fest. It's for this record label, Los Galera Records. Uh, you should come, you and Jessica, my friend. And we're like, cool, all right. So we went online and bought tickets that night, and it was like two weekends away, and so the weekend showed up, and we drove down to San Diego. And Friday night, um, we are... At the Tower Bar in San Diego, which is a great spot. Is it still around or no? It's still around. It's oh, still shit. kicking. There's only one bar that uh, we went to that weekend that does not exist anymore, and I can't remember the name of it. Well, that must have been a good bar. Must have it been was a, a great bar, but it, it, wasn't, bar. it didn't make a notable impact on my life, yes. I will say that. Yes. So is that where you met your husband? Uh, the Tower Bar is where I met the guy who introduced me to my husband. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm wearing these really, <laughs> I'm wearing these really shitty pants that I handmade and I hand stitch, and they're so comfortable. They're drop crotch pants in ugly plaid green with black backing, oh. and I just sewed patches all over them. Also, oh do a picture star. of them. Yes, you I have to. I loved them. You absolutely have and to. And I was wearing them, and my friend hated them, so we were having this contest. At the end of the night, whoever gets the most votes, like ugly pants or cool pants, has to take... Um, a shot of the the winner's choice. So like if I got if everyone said that they were great pants, she had to take a shot of whatever I chose, oh, no. and vice versa. Oh no! And that so sounds terrible. Was, we ended up on a tie, and so we agreed not to like do these shots because she would have picked something gross for me, you know. Sure, like, eh, of course. Whatever. But this guy walks out of the bathroom, and I ask him about the pants. He says the pants are really cool. And then his friend, in this like super thick accent, goes, "Do y'all know where I can get?" Oh no, he goes, "Weed's legal here now, right?" And I look at him like, "Yeah, what about it, guy?" Like narc. He sticks out like a sore thumb. He's wearing right. like Reeboks and a blue and gray zip-up hoodie. Right. Looks like he works at a nice job. Right. Has a good bank account. He does not fit in. And so <laughs> I was like. Ask anyone else. I'm sure you'll find some. And I kind of blew them off. Okay. And then, Is that your husband? No. Oh. <laughs> but we call him the narc. Oh Ryan Mitchell. God. Oh, no. Um, and the, the guy who said my pants were cool was my husband's brother. Oh, my God. Yeah. So later in the night, more drinks are consumed. And right. I met this girl, Erica, who's now one of my best friends. Right. And she has a, a, a joint that she's like, I don't smoke actual herbs. You know anyone who wants this? And I look over and I see the narc. And I scruff him and I haul him over and I was like, this guy's been looking for weed all night. And she's like, here, you can have it. She gave it to him. And he was like, really? Oh my God, thank you. He left, got his friends high, came back and he was like, thank you. That was really awesome. And I was like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, I, like explain to you? me. I love right. this. Like, I this thought you were a cop. Right. And he's like, we're from Texas. My friend's band is playing. They're playing tomorrow night. They're called Despair. You should check them out. Okay. And I was like, dope. Made a new friend. He's talking about his baby girl and this and that, yada, yada. Sure, fine. And I was like, I got to see your friend's band. 
Right. So the next day, the festival's going on, and it's between two venues, the Soda Bar and the other one that Now this is down. in San Diego? <laughs> yes. And the, what was the festival called? Uh, Las Clara Fest. Las Clara Fest. Uh, like Spanish for the latter. Oh, wow. La Escalera. <laughs> La Escalera Fest. And okay. So you would go from the Soda Bar to the other one between set taxes Back and, forth. and that. How many so, bands? Oh, God. Like ten per venue, I think maybe like maybe eight per venue. Eight per on venue. The Saturday, All right, that's sixteen. And like maybe six Friday night, okay. and then like eight Sunday night. Okay. And the third night took place in Tijuana. So about thirty bands, maybe. Yeah. Or more. And some of them played twice. Like one of them would play Saturday, and then also play in Tijuana. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's it, was, cool. it was like you know you can play in a different country. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. And so Despero starts to play, and they fucking rocked right i thought they were so fucking cool and right. i was like this is great this mm-hmm. is like right. a great recommendation right. yeah so after they're set they're breaking down of course i let them do their thing and i go to the next venue catch the next band but then i come back because i want to meet them before they disperse sure. and go their ways oh, totally and so the three of the four are at the bar and i was like yo your set was so awesome this is really good I'm, i met ryan last night he recommended y'all i'm so glad while well, walking by some merch and they're like, dope, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, where's your lead singer? I want to talk to him, too. Where's your lead singer? Show me the fancy I man. I had no intention. I was playing wingman for my friends. <laughs> I, was, I was the host. She was not. So I was taking a, a weekend off so that she could get some time. And I, right. could, I could, you know, kind of like right. get her there. Take me to your... Yes. And so... Your <laughs> Uh, Brady walks over and I was like, yo, what's up? Let me buy you a drink. I was just telling your friends here, your bandmates, that you guys were awesome. Um, Let me buy you a drink. So we're doing shots and uh, he mentioned, uh, we're talking music, obviously. Obviously. And then at one point he asks me about my tattoos, king for a day or for a week on my arms. And he's like, are those Operation Ivy lyrics? Uh And I was just like, yeah. And then we started talking and it was like him and I were the only ones in the room. Oh, I love that. Um, and so then we went to, and there's a lot of stuff that happened in between. Of course. But they played to you on in the next day, and so I went to that show, and then they were also playing in Pomona, which is like 20 minutes from my house, okay. on Monday, and uh-huh. I took the whole week off. So I was like, I'm going to go to the show too. So I went to right. that show, invited him back to my place. Uh-huh. Um, we stayed up all night. Okay. We like just talked all night and got to know each other, and I took him back to his bandmates the next day. Right. And then we, they were like, we have two days off from tour. We're going to hang out in Riverside. And I went, score. Score. Cool. hang out more. They hang um, out more. And right. then we hung out for two days. And then they had to leave the next day. And it was like the hardest goodbye I ever had to, oh, to no. do. Oh, no. The hardest goodbye you've ever had. Yeah. Uh, it, at that point. At that point. At that time. Sure. Um, unfortunately, right. I've had many goodbyes since then. Right. Um, but. But sure. Yeah. And it, I was actually closer to my parents' house than I was my house, so I ended right. up driving straight to my mom's house and opening the door and going, I've been a boy, and I'm right. never going to see you again. Yeah, the um, uh, shortest hello, longest goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so we just hey, kept texting. He just kept texting for two weeks, right. and uh, then his tour ended, and I bought a ticket to come see him in Austin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is he an Austin boy? Is he born He's, and raised in Austin? Uh, born in Texarkana. He's been here since... Two... 98. Wow. So he's been here for so he's an almost, Austin boy. Yeah, almost 25 years. Oh, wow. Wow, um, wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. So I bought tickets to come see him. He bought tickets to go see me in L.A., and after three months, we drunkenly married ourselves in the bar. 
And then two months after that, I moved here. And y'all still married? We're still married. Y'all still, still married. Oh. Talk every day. Like, even when he's on tour, we get our five minutes. That's like, like um, fantastic. And it's like, yeah, trying to think of a, a, a show that changed my life. Was well, like, that. Well, it could have been that weekend. It could have been that but weekend. But if, if it weren't for seeing DFMK the weeks previous, I wouldn't have gone to that. And if no. it weren't for this other band, I wouldn't have gone to that venue. So it's like trying to take it back to the, right. the show to that the changed my life. Effect. And it's Hell like, yeah. they all did. They like, all in did. some capacity. Oh, for like, sure. Like, if I hadn't moved out to Pittsburgh, I might not have met Brady. You right. know, stuff like that. I love that. Um, I and love still that. even now, like in the best relationship of my life the healthiest relationship Good. of my life the longest one the the happiest one like right uh when i was in the hospital uh, with the dog, with the bite. dog bite and right. he was on top of everything and i didn't have to lift a finger and That's like awesome. i was telling my mom and i was like hi as shit on you know pain uh, on the whole thing sure and i was te- finally able to text right um and i was like if anyone has ever doubted brady's love for me fuck him fuck him yeah Right. Because like fuck him, he. I was just right like, I'm not worthy of it, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, that's but yeah, yeah so like, amazing. just the music scene has always been a part of my life, and I feel like I want to be who I am or where I am without it. Right. Same. Um, and that's why I'm doing Ask a Punk because it's like I want to have my contribution out there. Right. So and I, I also joined a band last week. Did you? Yes. What kind I, of band? Um, it's super. It's, okay, it's atmospherical, heavy synth. Okay. So it's like if industrial and lo-fi had a beautiful baby. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's I, well, I'm probably doing a bad job of describing it, but I sure. love them so much. But like that's what I get. The first time I saw them play, uh, they were a three-piece and they're currently a two-piece. Okay. And so I'm going to be a third piece again. Uh, what are you playing? Uh, keys. Keys! And then I'm going to also learn their songs on guitar because some of their guitar, some of the songs need. Yeah, of course. There's this one song. Need, everybody uh, the needs. band's called Astrogat. Uh, Astrogai? Astrogat. Like A S T R O G A T. Astrogat. Yeah. What is that? What is an Astrogat? I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll um, dig it. Yeah, so like started Ask a Punk, I'm joining this band, I'm learning their music, like okay. we had practice last night, and I've already learned almost four of the songs, right. like performance, um, and so it's like, now's the time where it's like, I'm going to do all the my thing, thing now, right. like, I've let the live music kind of like, show me where I need to go, and I follow it, but it's like, now I want to lead, right. it's my turn to lead. Okay. Yeah. So Ask a Punk is how you're going to lead, what is that? Um, Ask a Punk is a compilation series that I'm currently working on starting. Uh, an interview series? An interview series okay. where I will go to shows, uh, mostly punk shows, but I also have different variations where I will go to other shows. Okay. Um, and I'll just interview people about their opinions on the music that they love. Right. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone ha- wants to Always. put their two cents in. Uh-huh. And everyone loves watching videos about the music, but there's really not one of the fans. Right. And so I want to start making that and have fun with it and I kind of brand myself. I want it to be like Billy on the Streets meets Nardwar. Okay. Meets I love Nardwar. <laughs> whatever the fuck I am. I love him. Um, I love him so much. You know. I love and him so much. I just want to have fun with it and even if I put out shitty content, I just want to like put it out there. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, a DIY. Do better, yeah. do it yourself, make it better, learn. Like, learn. yeah. You know, I believe that too, especially uh, with this podcast. A, a friend of mine was like, "Just make what you want to make. Mm-hmm. Forget about how to do it. Forget about it. just keep making the thing, 
that you want to make. I think that the point that gets lost in a lot of art, um, monetizing it and trying to make a living out of it, is good and just. Yeah. But don't forget why you started in the first place. Yeah. And I don't mean that that you know I don't I don't buy the whole starving artist bullshit. I think it's stupid. Um, but I do buy the idea that there is a humanistic quality to your art mm -hmm. that doesn't get expressed enough. So that's why you should continue to make things just for the sake of making them. Yeah. And then everything else can follow. Yeah. You know? And somebody gave me that and they were like, just make what you want to make. And it was very simple. And I didn't have to overthink it and I didn't have to like construe it. Because I'm always like comparison, comparison to others. Yeah. And I make myself sick over it. And it's not doing me any favors because all of that I could be using to have interviews like this, to have time like this, to have an episode like this. Yeah. You know? So I'm really grateful. And I really thank you for yeah, being thank here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I'm on stoked. The damn I also show. like as soon as you told me, I was like, oh, I knew she was making a podcast. Why didn't I listen to it earlier? So like as soon as you sent me the link, I was like, oh, I'm already listening to it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. You know who else loves it? Sean. Which Sean, Sean from work. Artist Sean. Oh, Sean. Yeah, Sean Panic. When, when Hi, are Sean. You, when are you interviewing him? Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. <laughs> uh, the man is not a fan of leaving his house. He lives on the beach of Lago Vista, so yes. he's not. Not leaving. I wouldn't leave either. You gotta snatch him before I, I, he leaves work. I know. I gotta get him and be like, yeah, bro, come on over here. He's like, dude, I, I'll I do it. I keep telling Brady, I was like, we need to have you request a Saturday off so we can go hang out. Right. Like, right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So anyhow, all of you listeners, thank you for listening. This is episode three, season two of Loud as Love with Lauren Darcy. I'm here with my friend Kim. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.